What up? Welcome back to the Stella Stella Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by the lovely Glenn Enos Jr. And the magnificently handsome Matthew Souza. Oh, thanks. Hey, I got you, bro. I got you. I see your summer tan coming in, you know? Looking like a bronze god. Yeah, we'll call it a summer tan. (laughs) Guys. All right, boys. What's going on? Everyone doing? We keep inching and inching closer to football season. You know what that means? Uh, it means inching closer to another toilet for me. That's probably true. <laughs> but with football comes fantasy football, and this is a fantasy football podcast. Fantasy football podcast. So what did we do last week, Susan? We reviewed our top ten running backs and tight ends, and we've picked our MVPs and X factors from the AFC conference. American Football Conference. Oh, yeah. So, oh. the American Football Conference Conference. AFC. The, the A American and AFC doesn't stand for AFC. <laughs> the AFC Conference. AFC Conference. Rip in peace. Uh, so, what are we doing today, Susan? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, now we're doing the same thing with the NFC, as well as doing our top 10 quarterbacks and wide receivers. Wow. And then next week, we'll do our top 10 defenses and kickers. Just kidding. Heck yeah. And then our X Factors and MVPs for the XFL. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Uh, but before we get started, uh, is there any news you would like to talk about? Any news from Susan? I don't see anyone practicing in t shirt and shorts yet. All right. All right, we'll get there. It's good. Is it at Susan? Uh, have you looked at the weather reports and all these practices? Has it been hot? It's been hot sunny? Is it hot? Uh, yeah, you know, it's the summer, but that's not really important until we get some games going. Oh, okay. All right. I'll tell you what is important is injuries in practice. Um, Tyree Hill today actually hurt his hamstring. I don't know how serious it is, but I did get a notification on my smartphone saying that uh, Tyree Hill jogged off of practice with an apparent injury. I got a notification like 20 minutes later saying it's a hamstring injury. Oh. Does this concern anybody? It. That's he runs with those. Yeah. Damn. And hamstrings, at least for running backs and probably for everybody, those linger. Those can flare up at any time. They can last for the whole season. And it's not something that will make them miss a game so you can be so you can prepare for it. It's something you'll play through and screw you over with. Potential. So as far as fantasy goes, it's not gonna affect our opinions on Tyreek Hill, right? No. Well, I was talking fantasy. I'm still gonna draft him in the same spot, but no, just be cautious. Yeah, just be cautious. Mm, I also saw the same similar thing with uh, Miles Sanders with a lower body injury. Mm. Saw a headline. And Nicholas Chubb with a concussion. Ooh, really? Yeah. Got oh, concussed gosh. last week. Why didn't he lead off with that? Well, because I, I feel like Tyree Kill is his ADP higher than Nick Chubb's. Yes. All right, then. I think. More important player. Alex Smith has been activated, I'm pretty sure. That's insane, and good for him. I'm not going to have him on any of my fantasy teams, but good for him. He could take over if Dwayne Haskins shits the bed as per usual. I mean, he only had one year. but Yeah, you got to give him a little more sample size. Um, but speaking about Tyreek Hill, 
he is a wide receiver, and we are previewing wide receivers. So let's do it. Ah. Our top ten fantasy wide receiver predictions for the twenty twenty season. Ten. Right. Is that our? Is that the segment intro? Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. I like that. <laughs> Been working on it all week. Top ten. All right. So top pretty much. Ten. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. What'd you say? I said top ten wide receivers. All right, thanks. So pretty much last week, we were all on the same page as far as like our top running backs and our top tight ends. You know, we had like the same guys, like one, two, and three. Um, I think I think wide receivers and quarterbacks are gonna go a little different. Oh yeah. However, if we start with wide receivers, I gotta say right now, guys, would you be a goddamn fool? To have anybody else number one besides the now record holder for single-season receptions, Michael Thomas? You would have to be a fool. Yeah, I agree. You have to be sipping that dumb bitch juice. Not that someone can't overtake the number one spot, but Michael Thomas has the highest odds of repeater. Right. So Michael Thomas near Michael Thomas, he will catch it. Doesn't matter yeah. where it is, he'll catch no. it. Yeah, he probably will. So he's good. Guy's good, and he's number one. Good. He's our number one, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Now here's a question in regarding Michael Thomas. Where's the cutoff line as far as where you stop drafting a running back in the first round? And you pick Michael Thomas. That's a that's a great question. I think ideally he goes probably around four or five because I think I would take. Probably take McCaffrey, Saquon, and Zeke over him. And then I had I had Derrick Henry at four, and I think that depends a little bit. That's interesting. I, I, f- I felt like I, I felt like the wide receivers would go a little later, but at the same time, I'd, I'd probably take McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and maybe maybe Derrick Henry. So, Thomas, for me, would go six or seven. This is the thing for me. I'm now putting Michael Thomas into the Antonio Brown conversation. A couple years ago, when Antonio Brown was at his peak in fantasy, we'd say, okay, if Antonio Brown's a wide receiver. First, you want to draft a running back if you had a top three pick. But you wouldn't be fucking crazy if you drafted Michael Tom- or Antonio Brown in the top three picks, would you? No, he wouldn't. He'd go one sometimes. So I'm saying that now from Michael Thomas, he has taken that next step to Antonio Brown fantasy territory. Because personally, me, I'd rather have a good running back than like a really good wide receiver. I've done the wide receiver stack strategy. I've done the running back stack strategy. And I just feel like you need a little more luck to happen when you have really good wide receivers and hope that a running back comes through than you do with running backs coming through. And then you can just like plug and play wide receivers. But for Michael Thomas, that's where you make the exception. You wouldn't be crazy if you drafted him top five. I would say that's bold. I respect it, though, because honestly, when I'm thinking about, like, the Saints, and you tell me who I'd rather have on my team, Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas, I might just say Michael Thomas, especially after what Kamara did last year. 
Would I be would I be dumb to say that? Who's gonna tell me I'm dumb? Not me, you're not sir. dumb. I disagree, but you're not dumb. <laughs> Why do you disagree? I would rather have Kamara over Thomas. Because mm. Kamara is going to be, like you said, the importance of running backs in general, plus uh, the depth of wide receivers, I think. The, taking the running back would be the, more, the smarter move. But think Kamara's of it this good. way. You, like the consistency with Michael Thomas you get every week. Like he's literally walking like 15-plus points. Whereas with Kamara, and you know this firsthand from last year, so you're drafting Kamara in hopes he goes back what he was two years ago. And the year before that. Exactly. So one bad year. Michael Thomas had one crazy year. I think it's more probable. I think the higher is a great chance, the best chance, the best odds that Kamara improves and Thomas regresses just because of the outlierish years. Thomas was extreme to the good side, while Kamara was more extreme to the, to the downside. Well, I don't think, though, I don't think, though, that Michael Thomas I, – I understand, like, there's going to – I don't think there's going to be that much regression, though. Because yeah, I don't know. Ideally, they're going to have Drew Brees for the whole season now. And, I mean, he was doing incredible things with Teddy Bridgewater for six games. Um, you know, I, I think you have to factor that in as well. Um, I think he'll regress. Like, I don't think he's going to break records again this year. But, I mean, I'm with Glenn. I put him – like, I think he's by far and away the number one uh, wide receiver, personally. So, like, I don't know. I think uh, I think he's a stud. Like, I'd, I'd feel more comfortable with Michael Thomas knowing I'm going to get consistency every single week rather than someone who, like – like, we're talking about Alvin Kamara. Like, Alvin Kamara has the potential to go off for, like, you know, 30 points. But I think I'd rather have that consistent, you know, 15-plus at least every week because you know what you're getting with Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But we'll see. Fair enough. Um, all right. So we talked about Michael Thomas. Who wants to go first, number two? Because number two stinks. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with it. Old, tried, and true. Julio Jones. I'm Hell Julio yeah. Hey, let's two. go. All let's right, maybe, go. maybe we're not that different after all. We got Julio number two. Hell yeah. Uh, why? Why, you ask, Julio number two? Based on talent alone, I think Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the league. Mm. Um, in fantasy, obviously, you know, he's a beast. His number one knock <laughs> is that he doesn't get into the end zone. But he gets receptions. He gets yards. He's the guy you want to own on your team. Um. I agree. He's very consistent with receptions and yardage, and that's, that's what you can bank on. Um, his touchdowns, you know, mediocre, like average, um, that like any schmuck could get, like six touchdowns. Eight has been his highest literally since 2012. He's only – eight, eight touchdowns has been his highest. That's so, crazy. So if, if five, six touchdowns and he's still like a top five guy, that's great because – if you hit the year where he gets more than average, which he's very capable of doing, he's going to be that much better. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't and I see. mean, the way that the way that Atlanta's offense is, and I, I feel like they always – you talk about it on this podcast all the time. Their number one asset in that offense is Matt Ryan garbage time. 
So yeah. he can he can have a game literally. He can he's Julio Jones is one of those players where he could have a goose egg going into the fourth quarter and end up with 14, 15 points. Right. Like just you know, in one drive, all it takes yeah. is one drive. Yeah. It, he's that good, you know what I mean? And that offense can be that explosive potentially. Yep. So it's just it's a good. He's he's. And you mind. lose you lose a big red zone target now in Austin Hooper too. Mm-hmm. Who knows? He could get more looks. Yeah. Those looks could also go to Calvin Ridley too. You just don't know. But Julio's a safe bet. All right. So we all agree again. I thought this was gonna be a little different. Number three. Who do we have? It's gonna get mixed up quickly. I think. Number three, who wants to go first? Mason. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I have Tyreek Hill, number three. I have Tyreek Hill, number three. Damn. All right. I got got DeAndre Hopkins, number three. Oh. Yeah, I feel like um, Hopkins, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's got something to prove, saying, all right, Houston, you traded me. Um, I've been one of the top receivers in the league, arguably the best receiver in the league with shit bum quarterbacks until we got Deshaun Watson. Now we have an emerging Kyler Murray. I'm all in. And I have wide receivers who can actually stay healthy across me, like Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. So now I might be able to do even more. So I'm putting you Hopkins. See you see the thing that uh, someone tweeted this week was like some reporter saying that will DeAndre Hopkins uh, will will he oh, yeah. uh, will he hold out and then DeAndre Hopkins quote tweeted it and said uh, DeAndre Hopkins is not holding out from the source from the source <laughs> and then the comments are great it's like uh, source <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and that, and that's the thing you know I, I just think with a new team DeAndre Hopkins has something to prove. Um, that's my take on him. You guys want to talk about Tyreek Hill? Yeah, Souza. I'll. Uh, do, you, do you mind if I go first for a second? No, you can go. All right. Thank you. So uh, the reason why I have Hill ahead of Hopkins, for record, I have I have Hopkins at four. Um, so the reason why I have him ahead of Hopkins is I think um, there's still the intangible factor of like a lot of people, like like experts, like football experts, and the, the talk that you hear around the Cardinals that Kyler Murray is ready to take that next step, similar to what we saw from Lamar Jackson last year. And I think that he's going to. I have am no stranger to saying that on this podcast. I've said it, I think, every episode since we've come back. I think the Cardinals are going to be good. Um, but there's still the potential that they may not be as good as a lot of people think they're going to be. And I think – Hill is a safer pick ahead of Hopkins because we know what we have with Patrick Mahomes and that offense. That offense is going to be dynamic. It's going to be incredible. And the only, the only short thing, like shorts, uh, the only like shortcoming that Hill has is that Kelsey's on that team as well. So, I mean, he also gets a lot of targets, but at the same time, Hill is one of those players where he can only have like, I don't know, three or four targets and he can turn it into still like uh, like a, a 16 point scoring play because he can run down the entire field on one play. You know what I mean? I'm going to, so, I'm going to say it right now. Uh, Tyreek Hill is the most explosive player in the league. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, every time he touches the ball, there is a chance no matter where they are on the field that he can score. 
Um, and I don't think you can say that a lot about a lot of players in, in the league. So that's why I have him ahead of Hopkins. Um, but I, I think Hopkins will be good this year for the record. Um, and I think that he'll fit well in that Cardinals offense. So. Yeah. I'm, I have Hopkins down more. Um, I have him number eight. I just think there's a risk factor there because obviously new team, new scheme, young quarterback, a lot is riding on a Kyler Murray step forward, which is very possible. I, um, we'll get to it, but I have Kyler ranked high as a, as a quarterback for fantasy. So I think he definitely has the potential. Um, but you, you just don't know. There's a lot of unknowns there. Uh, he's a great wide receiver. He's in my top 10. I just have him a little lower. I have Tyreek here because he's, he's just nasty. And Mason, you were saying that too. And to your point, yeah, Tyreek, he's, he's a weird guy because he's more explosive than he is safe. Because, I mean, last year he was hurt. But the two years before that, 75 receptions, 87 receptions. This isn't like a 100, 110 reception type of guy. He does his damage through, you know, bombs, essentially. Um, So it's like sometimes he can bust, which is not what you want from the number three overall receiver. But I think he is that good. If he had a normal year last year, which he didn't because he missed four games, I think, I think you'd have Tyreek up there. I mean, he finished um, in the top 10 two years ago, depending on your format. He was nine in PPR, four in standard. Last uh, two years ago, well, 2018, he was uh, number three PPR, number one in standard. And then last year, if he was fully healthy and Pat Mahomes is fully healthy and he had another top five year, I think you, would, uh, you wouldn't have Tyreek lower than, than, uh, than, I guess, the number three guy. And like I said, he was hurt. Pat Mahomes was hurt. I think Pat Mahomes can, uh, can step up this year, throw more touchdowns than he did last year. And I think some of those will go to Tyreek, and Tyreek will be good as long as his hamstring isn't a big issue. All right. Um, keep on Tyreek. I have Tyreek number five. Um, he's top five, no doubt. I just think with that offense, and he's a beast, He's also a guy who has that potential to be boomer bust. He'll have his 30-point games, but he'll also have his five and six and seven-point games. Um, just because it's not like Pat Mahomes is strictly staring down Tyreek Hill every single time, like someone like a uh, DeAndre Hopkins was, or a um, Michael Thomas, or a Devontae Adams, uh, or even Kenny Galladay for that matter. Um, Tyreek Hill is going to get his. It's just going to be in spurts. He could have back-to-back 20-point weeks, but he could also have back-to-back less than 10-point weeks. And as far as if you want consistency, I don't think you're going to get it with Tyreek Hill, but you are going to get those huge week-winning games. They're going to be like, I'm so fucking glad I drafted Tyreek Hill. Um, but I'm at number five. Not number three, number five. But my number Still f- pretty good. My number four guy is a man I just mentioned, actually. Devontae Adams. He's my number four as well. He's my five. Okay. Let's talk Devontae Adams real quick. Um, Last year, not healthy. Mm -hmm. And that was a problem. He wasn't doing what we thought he was going to do. People had him number one, possibly number two. And if he plays the full season, I think he could get there. Uh, Just on how talented he is and how that Green Bay Packers offense works because – 
we keep saying it and hopefully it go, we say it into existence to free Aaron Jones, but that never happens. So hopefully they free Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones gets to do his thing, but they probably won't. So the passing game is going to get a lot more looks and Devontae Adams is the only reliable guy you can trust in the Green Bay Packers offense. They have guys who are opposite of him, like um, who's the number two receiver now? You got Alan Lazard and Marquise Valdez-Scantling. They still, they still have Allison, Geronimo Allison? Um, no. I don't know where he went. I'm just looking at the, the Packers depth chart. He's not there. Yeah. Oh, let me check. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, okay, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, who's the one guy I can trust who's been here for a while and we have that chemistry? Devontae right. fucking Adams. And if Devontae Adams is healthy and not nursing whatever, what do you have last year? Uh, probably, I think is it an uh, ankle. That's what he's dealing with right now. Uh, Geronimo nice. Allison is on the Lions, by the way. I just checked. Oh, okay. Nice. So, uh, watch yeah, out for the ankle, Lions revenge game. Yeah, so I, that's what I'm saying. If, if he can get healthy and be right, Devontae Adams has to be top five. I have him at four. Like I said, also above Tyreek Hill just because of that consistency factor. Um, with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. There's no other viable options as far as pass catchers go on Green Bay. So I'm going to roll with Devontae Adams. Um, I agree. Mason, you're number four. Who's that? Uh, my number four is Hopkins. Oh, okay. So, so he was right there. Yeah. You already, you already said that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with Adams. I know some people, they kind of – they're off the boat. They don't trust them anymore. I mean, I don't know. It's all because also at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is falling off as well. So it's like people are getting off Rodgers. Adams had a bad year. I think when you combine those two things, you're like it kind of takes you off of Adams a little bit. But he is a nasty receiver. If he's 100%, he's going to get the volume, like you said, Glenn. There's really no one else there that's going to command targets like Devonte Adams will. And in the back of the first round, I, I trust him. Yeah, me too. I agree with that. All right, number five, who do you got? Number I five, got, I have Adams. Here we go. Okay, so I have Tyreek Hill. Susan, number five. I got Chris Godwin. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Well, for the record, Chris Godwin's my number six, so. I got Chris Godwin number seven. I have him six. So let's talk five. Let's talk about Chris Godwin. Let's sure. Chris Godwin. Let's okay. talk about Chris Godwin. Now, last year, going to last season, we were like, all right. Now, there's one guy who's going to make the jump to superstardom as, as it pertains to fantasy football. It's going to be Chris Godwin. And, boys, did this guy fucking jump? Not he only jumped. did he jump, he leaped to the top of the fantasy football world. Um, and guys, he did it with Jameis Winston. That's right. Now, now we, oh, now <laughs> he's got Tom Brady. So what do we think? Well, you see, well, there's two things, I guess. You know, Winston not being there, maybe, 
maybe it means there's not as much gunslinging. But at the same time, it also means the drives will probably last longer as Tom Brady will have like a third of the interceptions, if not less. So the question is, will he target Godwin over Evans? Will Gronk make a big impact in Godwin's targets? I'm not sure. But all I do know is Godwin is an elite talent. He finished number two last year. I'm saying he's number five. So a little bit of regression, understood. But Tom Brady, I think, can do it for him. And I think that's all I got to say about that. See, I have seven because unlike Jameis Winston, I don't think Tom Brady is going to strictly feed the same guys over and over again. But Chris Godwin is going to be the reception getter. He's going to be the yard getter. I just don't know if the touchdown numbers are going to be the same as they were last year. Yeah, I agree with Glenn. I think he's more of the uh, – in their offense, I think – Either if you had to choose between him or Evans, I think he'll be more consistent because I think he'll be like Tom Brady's uh, possession guy. Um, you know, the guy that Brady's going to trust, besides Gronk, obviously, because I'm sure he's going to force feed Gronk the ball and in, in uh, got to have his situations. But um, Godwin, I think, will primarily be the guy where if they need to move the chains, he's going to go to Godwin personal. And then if Mike, Mike Evans, I consider, I, I mean, real quick, I don't have him in my top 10. Um, I think, I think that he'll be more of the home run hitter guy, which uh, Brady has not really ever been good at, um, like long plays downfield. So you forget Randy Moss. That was an anomaly, and also Randy Moss is one of the best wide receivers ever. An anomaly for three years. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, statistically compared to how Tom Brady throws short to intermediate passes, his long ball is nowhere near as good. It's not, but it doesn't need to be as good when you get a guy like Mike Evans going up and getting it. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Latest news via Rotoballer, Tom Brady throwing deep passes at training camp. Per ESPN, the 43-year-old quarterback was seemingly heaving 50 to 60-yard passes in practice on Monday. You, did to you just look Harris. that up to spit in my face? What the fuck? No, that's just – Tom Brady's at home. That's just there the latest. Go, typing up, typing up basement podcast, and he listens to Mason saying, ah, Tom Brady can't throw deep. Good. I hope I hope he proves me wrong. I hope, the, I said, hope you know the Buccaneers go fucking 19-0 and in the Super Bowl. But Jesus. All right. All right, I thought I would be hopping on the Bucks wagon, but I see Mason nineteen and zero. That so would be a slap in the face. You're following Tom Brady versus being a Patriots fan. Yeah, what are you like a LeBron stand? You like Tom no, Brady stand? No, I still want the Patriots to win, but I mean, okay. So let me put it this way: there's no chance that the Patriots make the Super Bowl this year. All right. I mean, there's a chance. Ergo, it's always I want the Buccaneers. They have a one in thirty-two chance. What? At least. I said every well, team has a chance. They got to play the games. Yeah. Okay. Cam's been there before. Yeah. With Riverboat Ron. Jesus. Don't um, say that. He's <laughs> yeah. cracking so Chris Godwin, we have five, field, six, and seven. Think. Say that again, Chris Godwin. You have him five. I have him five. Mason has him six. And you have him seven? And I have him seven. Would you look at that? But we just talked about Mike Evans for a second. I want to back up because I want to talk about Mike Evans. Mason say he doesn't have him in his top ten. Do you have him in your top ten? 
I don't. What the? I know. All right, so I got I got man. I got Chris Godwin uh, seven. I got Mike Evans eight, right behind. Uh, him. If we were if we were Whoa. doing a top eleven list, <laughs> Mike Evans right there. Uh, Honestly, that's not even false for me. He might be number eleven. All right. All right. Um, oh. Yeah, I have Godwin and Evans back to back at seven and eight because, like I just said, uh, Godwin's going to be your pass catcher, your yard getter, but Mike Evans uh, is going to be the TD guy. He's going to be the guy. Uh, with a big pair of TDs, might be every single week because Tom Brady is about to be – we're about to see – we might see 07 Tom Brady. I, I'm saying it right now. We might we might just see it. We might see 2007 hmm. Tom Brady slinging the ball because he's he's got – right now, tell me, in Tom Brady's 20 years in New England, has he ever had better weapons offensively at the pass-catching positions? Than he does right now. Um, probably not. I think you can make it, maybe make a case for 2007, but I don't All right. know. All right, so 2007, yeah, Randy Moss. We'll compare Moss to Evans. We'll give the advantage to Randy Moss. Second wide receiver, Wes Welker. Wes Welker, Chris Godwin. I, I give the advantage to Chris Godwin as far as big play potential. Dante Stallworth and fucking – who's the third wide receiver on uh, the Bucks? Um, actually, uh, who the fuck is it? Oh, my God. It's going to piss me off. I can't remember. I still say Dante Stallworth. All right, you might have a point, Mason. But as far as tight ends go, he's got three weapons right there. Gronk, O.J. Howard, and he's still got Cameron Bray, which would be a big problem. Um, but, no, don't be surprised. TB12 method, man. I don't know. Guy keeps getting better with age. Yeah. But there's always, always in the back of the mind the, the element of Bill not being there. And Brady finally, after being sheltered in the Patriots offense for so long, going out in the open. It's like people, when they leave prison, it's it, they're so institutionalized by prison that they go into the real world. They don't even know what to do. They end up going back because that's where they're more comfortable. But Brady can't go back. He has to stay out there. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so Susie, you don't you don't have Evans in your top ten as well. So what are we at? We're at seven, or you have Evans eight, right? I have um, Evans eight, but I, I I'll go back up because we were we were talking about five, and Susie said Godwin, and we both talked about talked about Godwin. So let's go back to six because we're forgetting a guy here. We got Chris Godwin. We got Mike Evans. We're forgetting a guy. Okay, he's a guy who took a jump last year, and he might even take a bigger jump this year. Number seven? Number six for me. Number six, sorry. I think I have the same guy. I think I know who you're talking about, but. Galladay! Hey, okay. So I have I have Kenny Galladay, number seven. All right. Kenny you got G, him six? number six for me. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, Galladay's a man. He's a touchdown getter. And last year, there were simply times where he was on my fantasy team. And I was watching the shithole line offense, and they were doing nothing. Yeah. And then by some miracle, the last drive happens, and Kenny Galladay ends up with 15 points. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at his game log from last year. He has a couple games, a few games under four points. And uh, that's that's rough, but 
He gets those TDs. He does. Mm. He's six four. He He's a big boy. So yeah, I think he improves on what he did last year. And uh, he's just going to get better with age and experience and more chemistry with Matt Stafford. And hopefully that offense, as far as the running backs, they stay healthy and wide receivers too. They, you know, they still got Marvin Jones, open up a lot of things, TJ Hawkinson as well. Um, but God is man. Marvin Jones. Yeah, and I mean, he finished top 10 last year, depending on your format. Um, he was number three in standard, nine in PPR, and Matt Stafford. Number three in standard, supposedly Damn. according to the sleeper bot. Right. But Matt, Matt Stafford missed the whole second half of the year, weeks ten on. He wasn't playing. I forgot about that. Oh, that was also a big part of that too. So that could that could enhance him. Oh yeah, more. that's right. Yeah, now I remember their offense is fucking. What was that awful. dude's name? Fucking freaking. <laughs> Well, actually, I have the depth chart and, here. Um, yeah, that David, was his name. David fucking freaking David Blau. Oh David yeah, Blau. David, David Blau. Blau. Like David Blow. Blow, dude. <laughs> Remember watching that offense? I had carry on Johnson. Watch that offense, like watching paint dry. At some points. Yep. All right, so Mason, you had you said you had Galladay seven. Yeah, you have Galladay seven. I said I have Godwin seven. Susan, who do you have number seven? My number seven is Amari Cooper. He did, he did it last year, depending on the format. Standard, he was seven. PPR, he was 10. Um, but, but yeah, it, a lot of it has to do with some of the other guys around. Like, after the, the guys already have, I'm like, eh, who would be the next guy? I, I don't see too many people doing better than him. Obviously, Hopkins can. I have Hopkins right after Cooper. But I just feel more safe with, with Cooper. You have Hopkins because, after Hooper? That's right. You haven't even talked about Hopkins. Well, we talked about Hopkins. Yeah, he's my number eight. Damn. But, wow. But, yeah, I, I just think, you know, Kyler Murray's going to do a lot of damage with his legs. And I think Dak is a more secure pocket passer. I think they're going to be slinging the ball. I think they're going to have high-scoring games. And I think Amari Cooper is going to get hit. And I think he's a safe guy. I mean, we could, we could be splitting hairs with him and Hopkins, but I'm going to take the, the sh- more of a sure thing with Cooper versus the possible – uh, variables with, with Hopkins on a new team. See, Here's I'm my at, thing. All right, go ahead, Miss. Real quick about Cooper. I want to put Cooper in my top 10 because I think he is talented enough to be in the top 10. I think he showed last year that he's uh, pretty consistent in that offense. Um, the problem that I have, though, is that I think last year you saw it a little bit. I think Michael Gallup is finally going to take that next step. I think he's going to take a significant amount of targets away from Amari Cooper. And I also think that they're going to use um, – what's the name of the rookie that they uh, – C.D. Lamb? C.D. Lamb. I think they're going to use him a lot as well, uh, specifically just due to the fact – well, at least for Gallup, I've seen Mike McCarthy, like, essentially just wax poetically about him. That's, like, basically all he's done, saying that, like, on any other team, he'd be like a number one wide receiver. And he said that I'm pretty sure they're going to try and feed him the ball um, as much as possible in addition to how they feed Cooper. So I, that's why I don't, I don't, I don't have Mari Cooper in my top 10. Um, he'd be like right on the fringe as well. Uh, but I, yeah. So let me tell you, you know, I was going to say Mari Cooper doesn't care because he got paid. Facts. He did get People paid. who get paid, they get work. 
Got to got to they sock value, off because right? they already got the money. I mean, I hope that's not the case, but <laughs> um, he's got a good workout. Let me tell you guys a little secret. I don't have Amari Cooper in the top ten neither. Eleven, top eleven. Uh, no. <laughs> so that's a big discrepancy right there. Big discrepancy. I guys. love Amari Cooper. You ask me, man. Not a bigger fan than Amari Cooper. That was our first round draft pick, Amari Cooper. Technically. But um no, no, not in the top ten, and here's why. That Cowboys offense is still gonna feed through Zeke. He's gonna get a heavy workload. Mike McCarthy's been preaching it always. Dak's still gonna be Dak. Dak might be better. I actually think Dak might be better statistically. But it's not going to be on the back of Amari Cooper. It's going to be a spread job. Mm. He's going to spread the ball out to Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Blake touchdown, 30-plus yard touchdown, Jarwin. That's all he does. Yeah, what, what a nickname. Score. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm work on that nickname, okay? We'll hey, that's, that okay. hey that's, that's Blake 30-plus yards and a touchdown Jarwin. All Blake Darwin does is score on long touchdowns for some reason. <laughs> um, and now he's the starter. But he, Dak's just going to spread the ball out. It's going to be whoever's open, whoever, you know, has the right look, whoever's cooking that day. And I don't think Amari Cooper's going to be cooking on most days. I think it's going to be Michael Gallup. And in fact, first sizzling hot take of 2020, Michael Gallup finishes higher than Amari Cooper does. Whoa. Whoa. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Damn. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so where were we? That was number eight? Uh, that was – Sousa's number eight was Hopkins. His number oh, yeah. seven was, was uh, Cooper. Who's your number eight, Mason? Because mine's Mike Evans. We already talked about it. My number eight is uh, someone I don't think is being talked about that much. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm. Is my number eight. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, we talked about it last week a little bit when we covered the Steelers. I think there is potential for Juju to actually take the step that we thought he was going to take last year. Now that he has a quarter, good quarterback throwing him the ball uh, again. I mean, say what you want about Big Ben, but I think they can – that offense with him behind it, I think can still put up a significant amount of points. And uh, – Big Ben has shown before that he's not shy about throwing a juju. Um, and I think that trend will continue. Uh, for, for my last, like, three picks, I went a little a little kind of off the off the grid a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't have juju in the top ten. Real quick on him. Uh, he does have that potential, though, Mason, to finish top ten. I just don't think it's going to happen. I'd love to see it because I like juju. And I think with Big Ben healthy, he definitely could. Um, but I don't know. Something about him last year. Uh, I feel like he should have took a step further, even with Mason Rudolph, and he really kind of didn't. And you could put it on him, you put it on Mason Rudolph. I would put it more on Rudolph, but Big Ben will sling the ball. We know what he can do. And if he gets the volume, hell yeah, top ten for Juju. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't have him in my top ten either. I just don't know. I, I don't, I'm not believing it yet that he can handle the top wide receiver role in Pittsburgh. I feel like he thrives in the slot. And um, if he's the number one guy there, I just don't know if he can do it. He's more of a complimentary piece, in my opinion, but very great talent. He could easily prove, prove me wrong, prove Mason right. 
Rounding out our top tens, number nine and number 10 gets a little tricky here. I'm going to start off number nine. Okay. This is a man who is familiar with top tens, but he has been fading. This year, he comes back into the top ten. And that man no. is Adam Thielen. Oh. Well, Glenn, I have him at number ten. Oh, no. okay. I thought I was going I thought I was going a little risque here with Adam Thielen. People forget how dominant he was um, prior to last year, you know, for the past two seasons before that. Um, Stephon Diggs is gone. Mm-hmm. Could he be thriving off of Stephon Diggs taking up the other side of the field? Maybe. I don't think so. Because if Kirk wants to get him the ball, he's going to get him the ball. Kirk is racist confirmed. We've already confirmed that. Right. And they're both white. Yep. You know? So, uh, yeah, Adam Thielen, big year this year, top 10 wide receiver. If I could just add to that, I think Kirk Cousins this year has the potential to be very good. He's not in my top 10 or anything. Spoiler alert for quarterbacks. But here's my, here's my reasoning. Right? So we all know that Kirk Cousins gets a, a bad case of poopy pants in big games, right? However, there's not going to be any fans this year in most cities. <laughs> okay. There's not okay. Gonna be any fans. So if he gets poopy pants, then that's really bad. Okay. But he should not get poopy pants because there's not going to be anyone breathing down their neck. Okay. He's going to be lining up under center, no pressure in the stands. Fucking slinging the ball. He's going to have – I think he's going to have a pretty decent year, and I think that Thielen is going to benefit because of it. He will sleep on that, on that man. Susan Thielen in your top ten? No. Right. I do not have Thielen there. Right. But I like the pick. Right. I like the, the bounce back. Who's number nine for you guys? My number nine is DJ Moore. Ooh. I think he has what it takes. He had a pretty solid year last year with – who the Crash. frick was it? Um, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now they got Teddy Bridgewater, and and he's – I mean, Teddy Tapwater, whatever. It's not oh, like he's – Teddy Sparkling uh, Water. Come on now. Teddy Sparkwater. We saw what he could do. He surprised people on the Saints. Um, I'm not saying Teddy is an amazing quarterback, but I think he's the perfect quarterback for DJ Moore because Teddy Bridgewater – he kind of – what he seems to do, what his tendency seems to do is to make those short plays, the short passes. And I think DJ Moore is going to feast um, across the middle, like on slant plays. And p- part of DJ Moore's strong suit is yards after catch. So I think D- Teddy Bridgewater is going to give him those quick plays and DJ Moore is going to do the rest. And if he could finish as just outside the uh, wide receiver one area last year, and uh, I already forgot – who you said the quarterback was. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. <laughs> and I think with Teddy Bridgewater, he's, he's going to make that leap. Um, yeah, I, if, if I had a top 11, DJ Moore would be 11. Uh, there I, was it de- is. I was debating on whether to put him in the top 10 or not, but I got my top my, – my number 10 is a shot in the dark. So, I, so he had DJ Moore to do one on the outskirts a little bit. It doesn't feel great to me. A lot of these guys, when I was looking at the rounding out my top 10, I just feel like they're, they could all be so interchangeable. Yeah, they could. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Mike, Mike Evans, Thielen, nine. all them guys. So, you guys already heard I have Thielen at 10. Yep. My number nine pick might surprise you guys. Hmm. Uh, oh, I have a feeling. I'm all ears. Uh, my number nine pick is A.J. Brown. Oh, um, okay. 
I think he has the potential to be extremely good this year, and he was really good last year as well. Um, I think, you know, they've uh, they lost Delaney Walker. Um, and, I mean, we talked about last week about how Janu Smith um, has the potential to slot in there and take, uh, you know, kind of pick up the slack where, where Delaney – where Delaney Walker, uh, like with what he did, um, he can slot in and do that. But I think AJ Brown is just—he's just like a—he's a freak athlete. Number one, I think he broke the record for receiving yards by a rookie last year, right? Might have. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I mean, obviously, it's with a grain of salt because that was also with Tannehill playing out of his ass. You know what I mean? So that's why I, I think it's – I know it's kind of – like I said, I kind of went a little wild in the last, like, few picks uh, of the top ten here. But I think the potential's there. I think if, oh, yeah. if Ryan Tannehill even plays, uh, you know, like 80, 75% of what he was last year, I think A.J. Brown's going to have a big year, you know. I don't, I don't want to hit that pick, man. So I like A.J. Brown a lot as well. Um, all right, number ten. You guys already know my number 10, so it's all you boys. Uh, my number 10 is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. That's right. He finished number four in both formats last year. Um, and I, when I say that, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at full point PPR and standard. Uh, I don't have half point in front of me right here. But top five guy. And he was kind of slow at the end of the year. Trust me, I know. I had him. There was games where he wasn't even on the field, and that's when Tyler Higby really, really broke out. But they lost Brandon Cooks, who I know, he's a concussion monster, but he had, he took away from Cooper Cup a little bit. There's no doubt about it. And now we got just Cooper Cup and Woods. Woods should feast too. Woods is, is actually not too far outside my top ten. But I think I'd rather have Cooper Cup up there as uh, over Robert Woods. Yeah, I think Cooper Cup is more he is like – he is like the go-to guy in the red zone. At least he was last year. And um, and like I said, he was off the field a lot towards the end. His snap percentage just dropped so much. I don't know if there was an injury involved or, or what, but um, I think if we get right back to it, like like the beginning of the season, I think he'll he'll do well. And they don't have Gurley. They have Cam Akers. They drafted him. Not sure if that's going to be better or worse for the passing game. It's in terms of the wide receivers, too, right? but – yeah, they still have Henderson. Yeah, so. Yeah, but I yeah. think uh, Cooper Cup will do well. And this is not repeating what he did last year. This is doing a little worse than last year. Um, finishing number 10, I think, is very realistic for him. I think uh, I think that's a good pick, too. And so I know uh, Jared Goff, I think he's due for a big year. Um, not possessed to run the ball, like having something with Todd Gurley. Um, he's going to be slinging it. Hopefully his accuracy is better. Um, accuracy. Big year for Jared Goff. Jared My number 10 wide receiver. You guys ready? Hit me. Yep. Hit me, baby. DK Metcalf. Ooh. Wow. I thought you were going to say DJ okay. Shark. Nope. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I heard the D, and I was like. DK Metcalf is going to be the number 10 receiver this year. Um, he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. And one more thing. He's a beast. <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, um, he's going to take a huge step this year in his second year alongside Tyler Lockett. Uh, Lockett, I don't think 
Lockett had very good flashes last year. Uh, he cooled down some games. You know, like, Lockett will be consistent, but DK Metcalf is going to be the guy. And this is on hot take number two. <clears throat> DK Metcalf is going to lead the league in receiving touchdowns. Holy shit. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's hot. That is hot. I had, at, what, at what number? To, what number do you think will be that? on after that. What number could he lead the league in receiving touchdowns? Yeah. 15? I'll say like 14, 15. Damn. Wow. He might, if, if that actually happens, he'll probably be higher than top 10. But I can see him getting to top yeah. 10. Yeah. Um, just on, based on talent alone and such a freak athlete like he is. Yeah, DK Metcalf. All right. That was top 10 wide receivers. Any questions? I don't think so. Nope. All right, cool. Um, so, last but not least, we switch over to the most important position in football. Top 10! Kickers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now, we'll do top 10 quarterbacks. Um, who wants to start? Uh, I think number one. Actually, I don't know if it'll be a consensus based on our I know. a few weeks ago. It's it's kind of like a Kelsey Kittle type deal. Yeah, uh, I'm curious. I know my I'll, I'll go first. All right. Um, I don't think we'll we'll need to elaborate because I think it's between two guys for all of us. Yeah. Uh, and we already talked about them pretty extensively, but I'm, I go Mahomes. I that's me. I'm going Mahomes number one. I'm going Mahomes too. I'm going MVP. Big trust. Lamar yeah, there it is. Jackson. I love Mahomes. Um, he's a better quarterback. He's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. But Lamar Jackson is the best fantasy football player in the league. He's going to yeah, get it's hard. It's hard to argue that because running quarterbacks add so much value to the position. All right, so think of this last year, right? So we were high on Lamar Jackson last year just because of what he did the year before, and that was all he did was run the football, and he sucked at passing. Last year, he was good at passing, and he won the MVP, and the Ravens were nasty, and he broke the record for rushing, ru rushing yards by a quarterback. MVP. Fantasy MVP, possibly. This year, he's not going to do anything but improve. The passing will be better. The rushing could – it might regress. It might stay the same. It might even get better. I'm rolling with Lamar Jackson. I love Pat Mahomes, but the only way for Pat Mahomes to surpass Lamar Jackson, barring, you know, take injuries out of it, is Mahomes have to break his record of 50 touchdowns that he throw his rookie year or his, his first year as a starter. Yeah, I – you're right. He could improve. I feel the opposite about the rushing in terms of staying the same or getting better. I think it just has to, right? It just has to go down. And if it doesn't, then you take the added risk um, of, of injury with his exposure in the running game. However, risk, reward. You're going to get rewarded big time if he keeps that up. That's, that's really the difference maker between me uh, – for me, between Mahomes and Jackson is the, is the slight added risk that Lamar has uh, being exposed in the running game because obviously he's going to get hit. He, he had 176 attempts last year. Crazy. And, you know, defenders, when they see a quarterback running, all they want to do is take their heads off. So I'd rather go with Pat Mahomes in a secure passing offense to Kelsey, to Tyreek, 
And uh, even Sammy Watkins will have his game of the year. And I'd rather go with, with Pat, the, the sure yardage, the sure touchdowns. Uh, but can't blame you for taking Jackson. All right, so we got Pat one and two. I mean, Pat and Lamar one and two, correct? Yes. All right, so we got yep. num- number three is where it, it starts to get tricky and the whole rest might get tricky as well. Yes, I agree. This should be fun. I'm curious, the number three. Number three. Rain, Dakota, Prescott, number three quarterback. Rain? That's his first, first That's the first name, Rain. That's pretty cool, honestly. How do you spell it? I think it's like R-A-Y-N-E. Yeah. I was going to say that better be how it's spelled because I, I like that. That's cool. Nice. Number three um, quarterback. He's going to um, continue kind of like what he did last year, hopefully with more efficiency, less turnovers. Um, but the offense is just going to be – if everyone's healthy, everybody's rolling, you don't have a fucking clapping jerk off on the sidelines this year. Um, yeah, nice. Dak's going to be great. Zeke's going to be great. Wide receiver's going to be great. I don't know if anyone's going to stand out. Like I said before, I don't trust Amari Cooper. But everyone's going to get their chips. And Dak, Dak's going to feed him to him. Here's a bag. Here's a my bag. number three. My number three quarterback is Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh, I agree. He finished number two last year. He's he's very undervalued for some reason in fantasy. He gets the job done. He has the weapons. I don't see how you can't uh, picture this outcome for him. All right. Uh, my number three quarterback is uh, not Dak. Dak is number five for me. Okay. Uh, number three is for me is Russell Wilson. Um, I just think Russell Wilson's a guy who is, uh, you know, he's just perennially consistent. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I think he's a safe pick. You know what I mean? At number three, because I feel like Wilson's Wilson's a guy that, especially, um, I think. I think you're right, Glenn. I think DK Metcalf is going to take that next step this year. Um, and obviously, Tyler Lockett is a very good wide receiver as well. Um, and I think they showed last year that they enjoyed throwing to the tight end as well, whether it be uh, Will Disley or Jacob Hollister. Um, you know, they were a little they were a little banged up there at the end of the year, so Russell Wilson wasn't uh, – wasn't as good toward the end of the year, but um, I think the wide receiving core is a little bit banged up. I think Tyler Lockett missed a little bit of time last year too, as well. Uh, so, you know, if, if if the wide receiving core and the tight ends can stay healthy there, I think Wilson's poised to be Wilson again. I mean, yeah, he's just I, he's just good. <laughs> I got Russell Wilson number four. Uh, I, I agree with you, Mason. He's the man. Uh, he keeps getting better every year too, which is kind of scary. Um, and just like the way like he plays football, he's a gamer. He can throw the he's ball, so smart. he can run the ball, always makes the right decision, smart decision, uh, rarely turns the ball over. Um, but there's going to be a point, I, I just think, like like, like I said, I, I'm high on DK Metcalf. I could be wrong. DK Metcalf might regress. Tyler Lockett could regress. regress. Um, Will Disley being back would be big. Um, you still got Chris Carson in the running game, you know. But Wilson will be Wilson. He's still going to get his points. He might have that hot start like he did last year then kind of fade off a little bit towards the end. Um, but I got him number four. Yeah, I have Russell Wilson a little, a little further down. Um, you're on your number three, right? Yeah, he's my three. Okay. Where do you have um, Wilson, though, Susan? 
I have him number six. So a few yeah. more spots down. I can talk about him after if you want. Just talking about him now because we're talking about Wilson. Yeah, he he was good. He actually finished uh, number three. Number three. So you're right. You're spot on. But at the same time, it came in a few games. He actually had – he wasn't the most consistent quarterback. No. No, he wasn't. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine weeks outside uh, QB1. He finished as a QB2 or worse nine times last year. But when he was a top QB, he was a top QB. We're talking like top five where he had 40 points and 30 points and another 30-point game and a 39-point game. Like, he would almost win you your week when he hit. But a lot of times, inconsistent. That speaks to Tyler Lockett not being um, – he had his touchdowns, but he also wasn't a, a, a – he's just not really a number one guy. And DK Metcalf still wasn't breaking out yet. So that, that led to a lot of, you know, sem- like mediocre weeks, average weeks from Russell, although still finished top three with his uh, week winning weeks that he had. So that – somewhat inconsistency makes him pushes him down a little more for me all right so i got wilson number four uh who do you guys have number and he's rushing less and less like every year by the way that's a good point too yeah um number four number four my number four you want to go first? actually i was just talking so someone else take it all right all right uh number four i have kyler murray me too hey let's go (laughs) All right, Kyler Murray. So, yeah, um, I mean, like I said before, and I said earlier in this podcast, I think the Cardinals are going to be good. I think Kyler Murray is going to take that next step this year. They added DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins um, to an already really, like, a, a pretty good wide receiving core. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is – I mean, I don't really have to explain how good Larry Fitzgerald is. I know he's old, but if you throw the ball to him, he will catch it. He might not be able to get open like he used to, but if you throw him the ball, he's not dropping that shit. He's catching the ball. And Christian Kirk, I think with Hopkins, if Christian Kirk doesn't take the next step this year, I think then you can forget about him. Because not, not only does do defenses have to worry about Larry Fitzgerald now, but they also have to worry about DeAndre Hopkins. So he's going to be taking a lot of, a lot of attention away from defenses. Um, so I think Christian Kirk should be able to step up in there um and then I just think Kyler Murray's he's he's I I think we're gonna see a similar season what we saw from Jackson last year where but I think Kyler Murray is already potentially a a better uh you know passer than Lamar Jackson so I don't think he'll have the rushing yards that Lamar Jackson had last year obviously that was incredible what he did but I think that Kyler Murray could be kind of in the middle where, like, his passing yards make up for it. You know what I mean? So I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, you'd think – he was a rookie last year, and you'd think a year or two quarterback would improve. He finished number eight last year. So if you give him any type of improvement, which you should expect naturally, and you also throw on DeAndre Hopkins, that, that's what really pushes him up for me. And he's, a, he's also a good rushing quarterback. Every time I'd watch him, run away from the pocket it would almost seem like a video game where it's just like an unfair speed boost whenever they break the pocket he's very dynamic and he did played really well last year for his rookie season I think he's gonna make another step forward um I think he's gonna make a step forward too 
I'm just going to pump the brakes a little bit because I don't think he's going to make the step that everybody expects him to make. You guys have him at number four. I have him at number six. I think uh, he will improve. He can only improve from here as far as, you know, his rookie year and the weapons he had last year. You're adding one of the best receivers in the game, DeAndre Hopkins, but it might be a little too much for him to handle. What if he's not giving Hopkins the ball as much as Hopkins would want? What if there's some controversy and, you know, he doesn't have as, as good of a chemistry as we all naturally assume he would have with DeAndre Hopkins? It's going to take some time. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a hot streak towards the end. Um, but I think he's going to finish number six. And I just don't put him up in the top five yet. Okay. I, feel like, I feel like a lot of people in the draft are going to reach for him. And that's fine. You think he's going to, you know, be good this year. And he probably will. Like I said, top ten is great for quarterbacks. I just don't think he's going to be as good as everyone expects him to be. But he's still going to be great. Number five. Number five. Josh Allen. <laughs> wow. Oh, Damn. yes. Yes, yes, yes. I just oh. – I, I want everyone to listen at home. I just gave Shoes of the biggest boner. Yeah, I'm not standing up or you'll see it. By saying <laughs> on the Zoom none call. other than Josh Allen in the top five quarterbacks. And you want to know why? You want to know why I think this? For all you're saying, at home, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a good fantasy quarterback. And this yeah, year. Fantasy quarterback. He's going to be a great fantasy quarterback. Because once again. Like Kyler Murray, he gets another addition at wide receiver. It's not DeAndre Hopkins, but it's Stephon fucking Diggs. And Diggs mm -hmm. is good. And now the big bad wolf, Tom Brady, has left the AFC East, which means the AFC East is wide open for you. You were a wild card team last year. Now you want to be the division leader. Josh Allen needs to ball out this year. And I think he will, which will result and a top five finish. Yeah, Diggs is the guy he needs. He throw he specializes in chucking it deep, and Diggs is a guy who can catch those and bring them down. And uh, he's definitely more of a sure number one than someone like John Brown. I think Stephon Diggs taking over the number one spot will make John Brown and Cole Beasley fit their roles more, allow them to play in their roles and, and add to the team too. And a lot of people, like Craig, they hate on Josh Allen because – He's just – when you watch him, he's just not the sharp NFL quarterback. But we don't care because we're playing fantasy. We're playing fantasy football, baby. Give me the dumbest son of a bitch out there. <laughs> if he gets me fantasy points, he's starting in my lineup. Yeah, and now I, I have Josh Allen actually number seven, which is surprising that you have him ahead of me. Um, but the one thing I can say, maybe his rushing touchdowns go down. He had nine rushing touchdowns, which only added to his fantasy prowess. Or um, that could probably go down a little bit. Or Shusa. Maybe this way. Maybe they go up. Maybe they go up. Maybe they go up. It's possible. Who's but I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on that. No, you can't but count I on do, it. I do count on an improvement in the passing game and maybe in his, uh, you know, just his the, the knowledge of playing the game and, st and not making boneheaded decisions like he did in the playoffs. Oh, my God. Um, there's a rough. report. Says Josh Allen, beefed up for 2020. Oh, yeah. Allen has looked noticeably bigger and stronger in the upper body in recent videos posted by his quarterback's coach. The quote says, it's muscle. He's in crazy shape and spinning it great. 
I touched it. It's muscle. It's it's muscle, guys. <laughs> Mason, Josh Allen, where you have him? Uh, I have him at seven as well, um, mo- mostly because of what you guys said. I think as a Patriots fan, uh, looking at the Buffalo Bills, I mean, you guys basically summed it up. Josh Allen potentially be a great fantasy QB. Actual QB, if, you know. He's going to win the division like, this year, so I don't know why you're talking that smack. <laughs> we'll Whatever. see, dude. But yeah, Josh Allen. All right, so I, he's my number five. Who do you guys have a number five? Number five. Now I think my pick's a little. Uh, I don't know, maybe a little unexpected. I feel like you guys might even might not even have this guy top ten. I feel like that was more 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 true for Glenn than Mason. But Mason, who do you got for five? I have Dak. If you mother, so, if okay, you okay. if you fucking say Carson Wentz at five. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good one. I'm going with Breeze though. Okay. I think Breeze okay. is going to do it. He missed time last year, so we, we can pretty much scrap last year. But when he did play, he was nasty. And every year before last year, he's a top ten guy, if not a top five guy. And I think full health with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders, with Michael Thomas doing his thing, with Alvin Kamara being more healthy. Oh my God! Get- I forgot that they got Sanders. Holy they did. shit. And if Alvin right. Kamara can produce more, be a little more healthy this year, he Kamara does his damage through the re- receiving game, which helps Breeze. So um, if Kamara gets more on top of his game, that only improves Breeze further. And I think Breeze is going to have a high touchdown year. He only had 27 last year. Like I said, he missed some games. But I think he'll be more in the, the 35 range, and that will uh, that will boost him up to the number five spot, in my opinion. Uh, Breeze, I have him at number 10. I told you earlier he was have, outside my top I 10. I changed my mind because, like the facts you just brought up, he's getting Emmanuel Sanders. He should be healthy, you know, knock on wood with everything. Uh, but, he, yeah, most accurate quarterback in the league statistically. And um, that correlates to completing passes and gaining yardage and throwing to the number one wide receiver in the league. So, yeah, he's going to finish top 10. I just don't think um, – I don't think the touchdown numbers are going to be there. I, I think, honestly, Kamara, yeah, hopefully he takes the jump that he does, but I think it's more going to be in the rushing game too, not only with receiving. And uh, Drew Brees, not as good as we think he'll be, but top ten. I have Brees at ten as well. Um, I just think that with that offense, that offense is always good with him at the helm. And, I mean, if you're looking for something consistent, I mean, Drew Brees is consistent as they come. You know what I mean? Uh, Say what you want about him outside of uh, New Orleans and not in the Dome. But I still think he is a relatively consistent fantasy quarterback. Um, So that's why I have him at 10. And I think, like you said, he'll be healthy this year. He gets Sanders. Um, which I know sounds – I'm making it sound like that was part of my reason why I put him at 10, but I didn't know that Sanders was on the team until five minutes ago. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you're going to have a healthy Alvin Kamara. And, I mean, we've seen what Breeze can do without uh, a legitimate number two threat uh, at wide receiver before. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, uh, he's basically just had Michael Thomas and then, like, what, Ted Ginn Jr. was Ted their Ginn. second best wide receiver? Raquan Smith, Ted Ginn. Yeah, Jared um, Cook. Jared Cook. Yeah, I mean Jared Cook is good too. But I, I didn't mean, even mention him. Another pass yeah. catching threat. 
Kind of sketching Bozo. Yeah, but, I think uh, Breeze for me would be a nice uh, – like he's not going as a top five guy. No. And I like that. I feel like he's kind of the guy where I wouldn't draft a, a QB in the first three rounds, but with Breeze – I feel like I'd reach for him maybe in like the fifth or sixth round and, and be conf- and be happy with the potential that he can deliver a top five year. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let Drew Brees fall to me rather than reach to him. I agree. Um, so number six. Number six. I have Kyler Murray. That's where I have Russell Wilson. Okay, Mason. Number six is where I have Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. um, we haven't Deshaun talked about Watson. him yet. Because, for okay, so for me, obviously, the offense, I think, as a whole, obviously takes a step back um, because they traded away a top five wide receiver in the league for David Johnson. Ugh. Okay. Uh, that, that's how you know he's going to go off. You say, uh, I say, uh. Oh. Yeah, no. Uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I just – I think – the but, but but Watson's like a lot of these guys in the top five where he's not only a good passer but he gets a lot of yards as well. Um, you know, rushing TDs uh, and stuff like that. So I think the potential is still there for him to make a very big impact in fantasy, um, even with the departure of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, they got Brandon Cooks, who isn't a terrible wide receiver, but. If someone goes, he goes, oh, I'm concussed. So, you know. Um, I think I think David Johnson is going to help him a lot, especially in the passing game too. Guy you can dish it off to in the backfield. And he has Duke Johnson too, another option. They're going to run sets where both Duke Johnson and David Johnson might be on the field at the same time. So passing options everywhere. I have Deshaun Watson at number seven. Um, he's he's going to regress because obviously you can't just chuck it to Hopkins anymore. But – I think Will Fuller takes a huge step this year, and he's going to be the number one wide receiver on that team. Uh, if Brandon he can Cooks, stay healthy. if he can stay healthy, Brandon Cooks, take it as you will. I don't like Cooks will be fine. Uh, another guy, you know, I, I feel more confident in Will Fuller's health than I do Brandon Cooks' health, um, and that's saying something. That is saying something, and that's why I don't even have Watson in my top ten. That's kind of oh. my that's kind of my bold my bold decision. I'm not. I just don't like it. I just what? don't like having Fuller and Cooks as your top options when what if, and that's very possible, what if they go down? You got Randall Cobb as your next best guy. Randall Cobb. One thing I'm going to say about Deshaun Watson that's going to keep him in the top ten is his running game. I actually think he runs the ball more this year than he has in previous years. Agreed. Yeah. Sure. He had – he throws for 20 – he threw for 26 touchdowns last year and the year before. Seems to be an average for him now. And with Hopkins doing what he did and what he's been doing and not having it anymore, I feel like that's going to go down. I feel like his just overall production is, is just going to drop. And I would rather take some other guys over him. I, I'm, my bold prediction, Watson, not a top 10 guy. I like that. Damn, okay. I, I was making my QB list, and I had Watson originally like top five. And I'm thinking about other quarterbacks. I'm like, no, no, no. And I kept dropping Watson down, and he got all the way to seven. <laughs> yeah. So, I have Watson at seven. You said you had Josh Allen at seven, too, as we talked about him. Mason, who's your seventh yes. quarterback? Uh, Josh Allen was my seventh as well. Okay. Number eight. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll He'll go say first. It. I'll go first. I have, I have Matt Ryan at number eight. Ooh. 
I got Matt Ryan at number eight. Matt Ryan's, like num- Matt Ryan's number nine for me. Matt me Ryan, too. Uh, three words. Wait, four words. Matt Ryan, garbage time. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, we talked about with the wide receivers. I think, um, you know, they have Julio Jones, have um, Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, now they have Todd Gurley. Hell yeah, who, brother. Who could potentially take a little bit off of Matt Ryan's shoulders uh, as far as you know, like pressure in the offense. You know what I mean? I, I actually think Todd Hurley is going to help Matt Ryan throw the ball better because uh, if you get guys who want to collapse on Gurley, you know, you let Julio and Ridley run free. Exactly. Last yeah. year, he didn't even have Freeman, and Ryan, Ryan still did what he did when everybody knew he was going to throw the ball. Yeah, so that's the thing. I think uh, Todd Gurley opens up a lot for that offense, potentially. Um, and he still has – I mean, Calvin Ridley, I think, is kind of – can be very hit or miss, but I think he's still a good player. Um, you and, draft him again? <clears throat> see, like, if he's in the right place, maybe. He's the only person off my team last year that I would potentially draft again. That's it, though. Because I think he was he was relatively relatively consistent. Yeah, um, for the most part, he, he, was, he put up decent wide receiver two, wide receiver three numbers. You know what I mean? So, But anyway, so yeah, I, I think – that offense is just a good – I mean, say what you want about the Falcons as a team. Once again, Falcons the team, not good. As a fantasy product, pretty good. They got talent. I agree. I, I like Glenn. I have him number nine, which is right after the number eight spot that we're talking about. And, um, yeah, the talent's there. And if you take a look outside the box and you look at his fantasy statistics, you find that he, he's on and off. Every other year, 2012, top 10. 2013, outside mm-hmm. the top 10. Then top 10, then outside top 10. Then number two overall, then number 15. Then number two again. Then last year is number 11. This year, he's got to be top 10. Matt Ryan rebound year, question mark? Every other year. Matt Ryan MVP year? Matt no, Ryan, he's, he's Super Bowl year? He's locked in for over 4,000 yards every year and over 25 touchdowns, I feel like. Uh, Julio, Gurley, Ito Smith. Calvin Ridley, even Hayden Hurst, Mason's uh, dark horse. Oh yeah, yeah, Hayden Hurst. Well. I think, I think, I think the opportunity is there. Um, in other news, I just got a notification saying that uh, Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill's hamstring and a injury is a minor strain. So let's just say, yeah, no great concern there. Mm. Team could still play it safe, uh, as other clubs are doing when it comes to hamstring in the training camp. It's technically the same. This isn't really preseason. There's no games. Um, all right, number eight, though, is what we're talking about. You said you have Matt Ryan, Mason. Mm-hmm. I got I got Tom Brady. Hey. Tom and this Brady, is where I eight. have Carson Wentz. He's in my top ten. He's number eight. <laughs> Glenn's leaving. Oh, Glenn's gone. He's gone. Glenn is leaving. <laughs> all right, Susan, well, explain your uh... – <laughs> Playing your pick. I'm oh, sure boy. you've heard it before. You've heard it a million times. It's it's just we know Carson Wentz has the ability. I think it's just been a combination of well, I guess just not being in sync. You got a lot of injuries on the receiving core, and then if they're fine, then it's Carson Wentz who has the injuries. I think um, if, if everything lines up correctly, they they drafted uh, Jalen Ragar, who should be good. Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. They're healthy right now. If they can stay healthy, that only helps them out. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, 
Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. I'm sorry, Glenn. He's a good quarterback. And I think this is the year where it clicks. Good for nothing. He was top 10 last year. He was top 10 two years ago, uh, three years ago. He had one bad year in, in the middle when he had played 11 games. This is going to be a good year for Carson Wentz. Okay, my question to you is, how do you think the drafting of Jalen Hurts is going to affect Carson Wentz's stock? My Zach Hurts. My ball Zach Hurts, I mean. <laughs> oh, my Zach. My, my Zach, Zach Hurts. Hurts. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> okay, I don't care. I, I just don't care. <laughs> and uh, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz said he is not concerned with the team drafting Oklahoma QB Jalen Hurts. And neither am I. You know who says that? The guy who's scared. People who are nervous. Job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not worried about it. I'm not, gonna talk, you, I'm not going to talk about Carson Wentz because you didn't deserve my time on this podcast. Oh, okay. I was like, I know Glenn's itching a, 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 for a rebuttal here, but. He's in your top 10. That's fine. If I had a top 11, not in my top 11. I know. <laughs> I know. He's probably not in your top 32. No, nah, he is. I like, fantasy speaking, Carson Wentz is solid. Um, I don't know, though. Like, I just feel like there's other quarterbacks who will do better in fantasy this year than Carson Wentz. I can name at least 10 of them. All right. Oh, so you uh, did you have it at? Oh yeah, at Tom Brady. And oh, I yeah. talked about Tom Brady earlier. Tom. I said he might go over seven. Tom Brady on these motherfuckers. I hope he does. Then you better have him in your top ten. And that's all I need to say about that. He's got Evans, got Godwin, got Gronk, got OJ, got Bray, got Ronald. I suck Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's just a matter of do you think it's gonna actually happen? And you I do. think so. He's outside by top ten. Um, I'd just rather take some some guys over him, just because yeah, you never know. Brady's kind of a fringe, fringe uh, top ten for me. He'd be like that 11, 12, 13. I'll tell you what, if, if, if I, I think draft the, him late, I'll be happy. Because I think the upside is there, but I also think that he has the potential, kind of like uh, what you what we were talking about with Breezeland. I think he has the potential to fall kind of late, and you can get him for a really good value. Right. Um. So. I think the potential is there for him to be a, to finish as a top ten quarterback because there are a lot of weapons. And like you said, like we said, that's probably the best uh, Arsenal he's had since 07. Um, and I mean, they're basically giving him the reins there. So there's the, add, the potential's there. If you add the fact or the potential that Tom Brady's going to try to play, try to play out of his ass because there might be some doubts on him. Just that only proof. adds fuel to the fire. Yeah. When was the last time Tom Brady had something to prove? Uh, one, well, uh, I, uh, 2014, probably. Or no, it was 2016 when he won the – was that? No. Would you say when they got rid of Garoppolo? That – I don't know. He had to prove to Patriots fans that he's, he's better to stay there than uh, Garoppolo was. Well, I mean, the last time that Tom Brady – like, I think the, the biggest one is when the Patriots drafted Garoppolo in 2014. Then he had a really good season, and then obviously the Patriots won the Super Bowl for the first time since 2004, and that really lit a fire under his ass. I mean, what, what was the year where they went like uh, two and M- two or he something? He won MVP the year. That was, that was 20, uh, 2017 when they faced the Eagles, wasn't it? Didn't he win MVP? No, two and two, no. I'm thinking when they said, he's just not that good anymore. Oh, that was 2014. Yeah, that was 2014. 
Because that was the the week that they lost to the Chiefs. Anyways, I feel like he has (laughs) never had something more to prove than this year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and honestly, that scares me. You should be scared if you're a Saints fan, if you're a Panthers fan, if you're any fan of any team in the NFC, because Tom Brady is now coming to take over your conference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is when he proves that he's more, he deserves more of the share of the pie compared to Bill Belichick. Pie. For the Patriots' success. So, um, all right, moving on. Number nine, number ten. I have Matt Ryan and Drew Brees. We already talked about them. I know you had ten. Um, Drew Brees, Mason. Who do you have at nine? Number nine for me is uh, someone who's I think is kind of being a little, little slept on, uh, which is kind of funny considering who he is. Uh, I have Aaron Rodgers at nine. Um, I just think, you know, if if Devonte Adams can stay healthy, I think that he's gonna be good because i mean i think he had a relatively uh what did he finish last year as soon as i know you're quick with the fucking stats who is this uh rogers oh sorry yeah he's actually out of my top 10 he finished um number nine last year so yeah okay he's he's been there yeah that's what i'm saying he finished number nine last year and he had Devontae adams for me what was it like half the season if that you know more I mean? than half. I think Adams missed like three or four weeks. Yeah, and Adams wasn't even healthy when he came back. So I think if if Devontae Adams is healthy, I just I don't I'm not an Aaron Rodgers like doubter. I just think he'll be good. And I mean he was good last year when they had basically nothing. And another thing with Aaron Rodgers, I, I flip flopped him back and forth with Drew Brees at number ten uh, when making my list. But and another thing with Aaron Rodgers, you know also. Maybe he's got something to prove. They just drafted fucking what's his mm. face in the first round. Yep. Jordan Love. You might say, all right, you think you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round when I need fucking help at wide receiver? I'll show yeah. you something. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, Adams definitely hurt him last year. He was pretty inconsistent, but he had like 10 games out of the top, uh, out of like QB1 status. But, you know, he still finished number 10 or number nine. And Souza, finish it off. Who's your number 10? Yeah, number nine is Matt Ryan for me. Number 10, I got Matthew Stafford. Hey. Oh, okay. I think this could be a good year for Stafford. Oh, shit. I know. He, he, was, he missed half oh, the season. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> he All missed right, half the season good. last year. But he was on pace to do very well. I don't have the exact on-pace numbers, but he was definitely a top guy up until he got hurt. He was consistently getting 25-plus games with a couple of games outside of that. Um, Kenny Galladay, we expect a big jump. Marvin Jones is a touchdown guy. Uh, they drafted DeAndre Swift, who can definitely catch the ball. And if he's used right away over carry-on, then I think that could help him as well. And he's a gunslinger. That's just the way he's been. So I'm thinking a big bounce back here for Stafford. Bold right. prediction, number 10. So I was top 10 QBs and top 10 wide receivers. Before we preview the NFC, got a couple questions to answer here for some of our loyal listeners. My favorite. You guys ready? Yeah. Mason, you ready? You look ready. Yep, hit me. All right. This question comes in from loyal listener, fellow Raiders fan, Jake Bailey. Oh. He says, this year's rookie class has some very good wideouts. It would be interesting 
to which one will have the most impact right away for their respective teams and fantasy-wise. From what you guys think anyway, like which rookie wide receiver you think will have the best year fantasy-wise? You want me to go first? That's, that's, that's a good question. Go ahead. Um, I think it's someone that we talked about earlier, Glenn, and you'll be happy uh, to hear this. I think C.D. Lamb has the potential to be very, very good. Um, because, like we said, Dallas's offense is already good. Dak's a good quarterback. They have an elite running game. Um, and CeeDee Lamb has been a highly touted uh, prospect um, in college. And I think in that offense, he has the opportunity to make a big impact, especially if defenses have to focus on Michael Gallup and uh, Amari Cooper and Blake, 30 plus yards and touchdown Jarwin. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think CeeDee Lamb is kind of – I'm not going to say the obvious choice, but I feel like he has the best chance to do well fantasy-wise. I'm actually going to flip the scripts, and, and people say, like, Jerry Judy, you know, because he was he – was, I'm pretty sure he was the highest-drafted uh, wide receiver this year for the Broncos, but I don't know. Do you believe in fucking – I don't even know Drew his Lock. name. Drew Locke, yeah. Mm. I mean, they got Corlin Sutton, too, and Jerry Judy is a talent, but I don't know if it will correlate to fantasy. I'm actually big on Henry Ruggs and the Raiders. Um, I think Tyrell Williams isn't a number one wide receiver. I think he's a number two, and it's up to Henry Ruggs to step into that number one role, complemented by Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Watch out for the Vegas Raiders. I'm sorry, was the question um, about fantasy or which rookie can make the most impact for the, for the kind of NFL both. team? I think um, I actually agree with you, Glenn. I was going to say Henry Ruggs, not to pander to our Raiders fan, our local Raiders fan, but I think that's that's the right pick. Um, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, even um, Justin Jefferson went to the the Vikings. All highly touted rookies. They all have competition. They all have veterans, like solid number one guys ahead of them in Cortland Sutton, in Amari Cooper or Gallup, in Adam Thielen. Um, Henry Ruggs, he's there to be. The guy. guy. Right, exactly. Like there, there's no one else there for him. Right. I think he's gonna make a huge difference for that team. Will it be will he be a nice week in, week out flex play in fantasy? I don't know. I'll we'll have to wait and see. But in terms of biggest impact in the rookie year, I'm gonna give it to Ruggs. All right. Then we got another question um from multiple time guest, longtime listener, Craig. And he says, What top player from last year? takes the biggest step back, I'm guessing fantasy-wise, he means. Mm. That's interesting. That's an interesting question. Based on your rankings, Susa, I feel like you want to say DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, or or Deshaun Watson, but non-quarterback players are probably the the, the bigger ones to pick. That's, that's a good question. I got. I feel like I got to look at my running backs again, but maybe, maybe DeAndre Hopkins. Let me just check my running backs again. I don't see anyone really having a huge decline. So, yeah, I guess I would say um, DeAndre Hopkins, either him or Aaron Jones. I'm not big on Aaron Damn, Jones. motherfucker, I, I was going to say Aaron Jones. I don't know if I had him in, I don't think I had him in my top ten when we did that. Just because of the touchdowns, I, I'm, not, I'm not believing in, in Aaron Jones. But um, yeah. for Mason's sake, I'll go with Hopkins. So yeah, I'm going to go with – well, I mean, you can still go with Aaron Jones. You guys <laughs> had the same rookie wide receiver. I was just busting your balls. Yeah. But uh, – 
I'm going with Aaron Jones because, like Susan said, uh, he had a lot of touchdowns last year. Like 19. To see if he can replicate something close to that. But he finished as the number eight overall uh, player. I Actually, I this uh, Fantasy Pros doesn't say whether or not it's standard or PBR. So in this in this ranking list, he finished number eight. Uh, Aaron Jones. So, yeah, he finished number eight out of all the players. So oh, all yeah. Players. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see if he can keep something similar to that, or if he's going to take a step back, which I think is the more likely option, especially if they get Adams back and he's healthy. They'll probably throw the ball a little bit more. I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. Um, in standard last year, number seven, PPR number ten. No, he's outside the top ten for me. Like I said, too many mouths to feed. I love Amari Cooper. And, you know, he could stay right around that same area, but I feel like he has a better chance of regressing now that uh, I think Michael Gallup's going to take a step up and you add C.D. Lamb to the mix. Chances drastically go down. That's right. Um, so, yeah. Any more questions? That's it. Nice. You guys have questions, send them in. We'll answer them during the season, before the season, after the season, anytime. Thanks for the questions, guys. Yes, keep them coming. All right. It's time for the NFC. We previewed AFC last week. Let's go with the NFC. NFC North. I have the Green Bay Packers winning the division, going 11-5. and five. The fantasy MVP, Devontae Adams. Fantasy X Factor, Aaron Jones. Uh Glenn, I'm literally just going to – I literally completely agree with what you just said. Everything. I think so, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Number two, that Vikings. Vikings going 9-7, and seven, coming in second in the division. MVP is going to be Dalvin Cook. X Factor is Adam Thielen. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to agree again, but that's a really good, uh, good pick. I'd say MVP, Cook, X Factor. I'm just going to say Justin Jefferson. Ooh. Rookie, rookie, right. rookie, wide receiver. Wookie, so, I always say wookie, always <laughs> wookie every year. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Only because oh, he's God. new. They don't have Diggs. If Jefferson can fill in that role and, and uh, improve this team, as if Diggs never left, then that's really good. That's an X factor right there. Mason, what do you say? Um, so I got the Vikings winning. Uh, well, being the second team in the division. Um, my X back or my MVP is Adam Thielen. My X factor is Kirk Cousins because I think that team might kind of go as far as he does. Uh, you know, if he plays well, they tend to win games. You know what I mean? I don't think they really win a lot when Kirk is subpar. You know, let's not forget Kirk Cousins went into the Superdome and they asked him. They said, "Who that? Who that? Who that say gonna beat them Saints?" And he did beat them Saints. And then he just ran into the powerhouse of San Francisco. And they couldn't do anything. Yep. Um, third in the NFC North. Actually, I have the Lions going 7-9. and nine. Damn right. My MVP for the Detroit Lions in fantasy is going to be Kenny Galladay. He's a man. And my X Factor is Matthew Stafford. I agree with that. I agree with that. Mason, I also agree with that. You got the Lions going third? Yeah. And then I got the Bears running up the division at 5-11. Believe this. 
My MVP in fantasy is going to be none other than Mitch Trubisky. Nick Foles? Oh. I thought it was going to be Foles, too. <laughs> or I think I was thinking more X-Factor because Nick Foles is going to be my X-Factor. It's not certain who's going to be the guy. Right it's, now, it's it, says they're alter, it says they're alternating as starters each day in practice right now. What a fucking joke, bro. I mean, Mr. Trubisky has been a joke, so. Trubisky has, but I feel like this is the year where he's like, okay, uh, this is my job on the line. Could I've be. Never really, you know. He's also been at it for three years already. Yeah. Uh, but now you have the backup of all backups. Nick That's Foles. Right. Uh, up your ass, Big ready Nick, to Nick, lead your team to a Super Bowl Watch against out. the New England Patriots. My X factor is Allen Robinson. Mason. Um, so yeah, I have the Bears finishing last. Uh, my MVP is Allen Robinson, and like Susan, my X factor is uh, Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick my MVP Foles. would be Allen Robinson as well. Big Dick Nick. All right, that's the NFC North. The NFC South. Guys, what if I told you that Tom Brady wins the division in his first year with the Tampa Bay Bucks? Sounds North. like the beginning of a thirty for thirty ad. And goes 12-4. and four. But the MVP is going to be Chris Godwin in fantasy, in my opinion. He's got the most fantasy points. The X Factor is Gronk. That's – yeah, I agree with that too. I do. Uh, do you agree with them winning the division? That is so tough. It really is. I feel like it's a. 50, I got him twelve 50. and four, bro. The I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to the Saints. I still have to give it to the Saints. Mason. Tom Brady and Gronk are both new Saints. They're they're consistent. They're they're a well cohesive. Team. Mason. So if you all right, here's the deal, right? So I've already said that I want the Buccaneers to go undefeated. So if I'm going, with sixteen my, Yeah. If I if I'm going with my heart. For who's going to win the division, I'm going with the Bucks. If I'm going with my head, I think it's the Saints. Um, my As far as Bucks go, I have the same MVP and X-Factor as well. So. All right, so we'll talk about the Saints. I got them number two in the division, but right after the Bucks, 11-5. and five. Uh, The MVP being Michael Thomas. The X-Factor for the New Orleans Saints is Emmanuel Sanders. For yes. fantasy, could Sanders be that guy to be – you, you would think of him as a flex right now with upside, but could he yeah. be a steady wide receiver too? That's the potential. That's what you want in an X-Factor. And you'd probably get him late too. Probably. Mason. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, well, I have the same – the only difference is I have the Saints winning uh, the division. No. Yeah. Uh, but I agree. I think – I think um, – MVP is my MVP is going to be Drew Brees um, because I think this is kind of uh, time for him to nut up or shut up. He's getting old, you know what I mean. He's got to mm. prove no hurricanes that. lately. What? No hurricanes lately. Yeah, no yeah, natural yeah, disasters. He's got to feel bad for him. that that one Super Bowl he won wasn't a fluke, um, and cement himself as really one of the best yeah, quarterbacks I ever. Feel, I feel like we've been saying that for the past three years, and he keeps coming up short. But now he hasn't – yeah, but see, now he doesn't. He really doesn't have an excuse. Because you could, elite, you could kind of say before their wide receiver core is a little bit lagging. Like, obviously they have Michael Thomas, but they don't have a consistent two or three. Mason's right. They somehow got even better 
and now they really don't have an excuse. I'll admit, they didn't really have an excuse before, but now they really don't. You know what I mean? Yep. All so, right. and my, so my X factor is going to be Sanders as well because depends on whether he's good or not. Yeah, he, he can make a huge difference. Number three in the division, I have the Falcons going eight and eight. The MVP is none other than that man, Julio Jones. And the X factor is Tadivian Gurley. That's right. Nailed you know, it. You know why, Mason? Let me tell you why. Todd Gurley used to be a fancy god. Do you think he's going to be a fancy god on Atlanta? Uh, I mean, no, no, it's not. No. But he could be fantasy good. <laughs> One more O. One more O in him. Uh, and if he plays man. like a like Todd Gurley last year, last year, <clears throat> bring out this real quick. Todd Dibian Gurley, the second. Last year. Stalling. Was number 12 running back in standard. And PPR is 14. And 12-man league is an RB1. And a 14-man league, he's an RB1. And that was after last year. Now with Atlanta, you get to see, okay, was he a product of Sean McVay's system? Or is he going to thrive in Atlanta with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and company? I definitely like his chances more than I did with Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets. That's for sure. Hell yeah, brother. Um, but, yeah, I mean, especially Todd Gurley, a guy you can get late. If he even comes close to playing at RB1 potential, that's a fucking steal. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's an X-Factor. Yeah, you got it. Mm. Number four, rounding up the division. I got the Panthers going six and ten. The MVP is Christian McCaffrey. Of course. White Jesus. And the X Factor is going to be DJ Moore. If he can stay consistent like he was last year or build upon it or regress from it, he's an X Factor to any fantasy team. Yes. And by the way, the Panthers do have Mike Davis running back. Back up. So I guess that's good news for Dave Montgomery. Yeah. He's not stealing his job anymore. Nope. But he's coming after CMC's job. That's right. Mason? All right. Uh, yeah, I agree about the about the Panthers, like everything you said. I mean, I have the same. All right. NFC East. This is where shit gets real. You guys said it was the Saints. Or is it the time to wake up or show your nuts? It's time for the Dallas Cowboys. There's literally no excuses now. You've got rid of the cancer, the big-ass tumor known as Jason Garrett. Damn. I got them winning the NFC East, going 11-5. and five. Cowboys MVP is going to be none other than Ezekiel Elliott. And the X Factor is going to be Michael Gallup. I'm going to make my MVP Dak. I'm going to do it. I like it. X factor. I'd say I agree with Gallup as the X factor. Nice. Um, I'm with Souza. I put Dak as my MVP, um, and uh, Gallup is my X factor. All right. You guys agree? Cowboys win the division. Yes. Yeah. They should. So I have them going 11-5. I have the Eagles coming in second, going 10 and six. Uh, the MVP for the Eagles 
is going to be Miles Sanders. And the X factor for the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be Deshaun Jackson. People forget. People forget about a healthy Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. When last time we saw him healthy, he dropped 42 points on my bench. No, 30 points. Watkins did 42. Right. And then he missed every single game after that. <laughs> right. With partial play in a couple of weeks. Right. Mason? Um, I have the Eagles at the second spot in the division as well. Um, my uh, MVP is going to be Carson Wentz. And X-Factor is Alshon Jeffrey because I feel like when he's healthy, he has top 10 wide receiver potential. Like, he's really good. Hot take. He's a – no, he's, he's a really good wide no, receiver. No, no, no. Like, I have a hot take. Oh, okay. Hot take incoming. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's done. Yeah? Oh, done. Like, I'm, I'm done with Alshon Jeffrey. It's time to get Jeffrey out and bring in Jalen Ragor. I yeah, Regor is gonna be my X factor because he has like you just said with Jeffrey. Jeffrey and Jackson are both injury prone. Jackson's severely injury prone. So if Regar can step in and just overtake those guys with them possibly falling down to injury as well, he can make a huge difference to your fantasy roster given the value you'd get on him and as well for the Eagles. MVP I don't want to trust Miles Sanders, so I'm going to make my MVP Zach Ertz. All right. That's fair. Uh, number three in the division, I have the New York football Giants going 6-10. and 10. The MVP is Saquon. And the X Factor – I'm actually going to change my X Factor. The X Factor is going to be Daniel Jones. Mm. Mm. I agree. I had it as Golden Tate, but I just feel like – I'm off the Golden Tate train, and I feel like Daniel Jones has more value in fantasy than Golden Tate will. Well, I feel like this is an important – I have the same thing that you have, Glenn, but I feel like, for me, Daniel Jones, this is a very important year for him. His last year was like his rookie season when he came in, and year two, you get to see if he can take that step. He had a few uh, good weeks that he strung together and then kind of faded out a little bit toward the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he can take that next step and potentially cement himself as a starting quarterback for the Giants. My X factor is going to be Darius Slayton. Just because he showed flashes last year. Slayton. Stringing together some games. Slayton. Not, not consistent at all. Didn't finish high. But he did show some flashes. And if he takes any step up from there to be that guy, I mean, uh, last year that was his first year, rookie, rookie season. So if he has um, – any improvement and solidifies himself in this offense over Sterling Shepard, who's tried and failed, over Golden Tate, who's nearing the end of his life. Um, that could be big. The end of his life, he said. end of his life. Yeah, the end of his life. As soon as he retires, he's going to die. Rounding out the NFCs, I have the Washington football team going 3-13. and 13. <laughs> so, so like I forgot about that. And the MVP is going to be put it in reverse, <laughs> Terry. I like <laughs> the football team. Yeah, because I'm looking at um, – I brought up Terry McLaurin, and right under him it says wide receiver, then it just says football team number 17. Football team. Just football team. It's like, a create, it's like, it's like when you start to create a team in Madden, and yeah. then it just, you just like save the settings. You don't even add anything. Yeah. Football team, like Joe Ramsey. <laughs> 
Um, MVP is going to be Terry. I like Terry with Dwayne Haskins. I'll love Terry if it's Alex Smith. Yes. And my X factor, you already know, greatest running back of all time, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peters, don't forget about him because Geis is not nice. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't Geis is not nice confirmed. Yeah, he's very like not nice. In fantasy and actually as a person. Yeah. Not nice. Yeah, not nice. Just, he got not arrested, nice right? Do we know why he got arrested? Yeah, domestic uh, yeah. abuse. Sexual abuse. Uh, Sexual. And then nice. two other women came out and said that they told LSU that he raped them his freshman year and they did nothing about it. Yeah. So, Jesus. Yeah, rape, rape allegations from college, too. So, Geis is confirmed not nice. Kind of a scumbag, in fact. Can't, can't be a running back without rape allegations. Am I right? Right. Actually, not. not I mean, right. you actually <laughs> literally right. could. It, it's not that hard to go rape someone. Just stay yeah, away right. from rape. Just, uh, you know, don't do that. It's either that or you beat the shit out of your kid. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, any thoughts on the football team before we move on? No. No, I agree with you. Adrian yeah, Peterson. I agree. I X agree factor. All right. And rounding it out, the NFC West. I got the 49ers going best record in the NFC at 13-3. and three. The MVP is going to be George Kittle. The X factor can be Jimmy G. Will Jimmy G be a viable fantasy option? He was for some time last year. Can he stay consistent enough for you to put him out every single week? Yes. No. Susie, can you go for a second? I got to look something up. Jimmy G, can you start him every week? Will he be that kind of guy? My X Factor, so maybe you could. Yeah, that's definitely um, – that's a good pick. Definitely Kittle as, as, as the MVP. Jimmy G, I'm uncertain about him. Definitely a good X Factor pick, but I'm going to go with, uh, with Debo. Debo. Hey, Debo. Mine. Because, Debo coming back off that foot, bro. Yeah, he's not – he's hopeful for week one. So, we're not quite there yet. But, but I believe he's going to return at some point during the season early on. I like and, Debo. I just don't expect much from Debo coming off that injury. Next year is the year for me to have Debo as an X Factor. Okay. Okay. I there's, not, there's a lot of X-Factor candidates. You got a lot of running backs, too. Jimmy G himself. Mason? Mason? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have I, I have, I have, Debo as my X-Factor as well because um, I think someone has to fill in for the um, – Debo. Someone has to fill in for the targets that Emmanuel Sanders had last year. I know they acquired him at the trade deadline, but he was pretty good for that team once he joined them. Um, so just really quick, they did draft a wide receiver. Yes, uh, I don't want to screw this last name up, but his name is Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk, A I Y U K. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk. So yeah, maybe he'll do something. But I like Debo. It's a weird, weird team. I kind of only Debo. want Kittle on this team. I don't really want anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be nasty football-wise. Oh, you want their defense for the NSD. Mm. And you want Robbie Gould. Um, Seahawks. If you have kickers in your league. Yeah, which we still don't know because, you know, our commissioner is sitting on his hands. Uh, Seahawks, number two, going 11-5. and five. MVP is going to be none other than Danger Russ Wilson and the X Factor, like I said, the guy in my top ten, DK Metcalf. 
completely I agree. agree, Glenn, with all of your takes. I just have good takes all around. All also, the they potential X factor could be in the tight end category because Will Disley, you remember him, Mason? Yeah. He was on he fire before he got hurt. And then they also have Greg Olson. That's right. So if the tight ends can step up, I that actually only think, improves Wilson even more. I think I got rid of Will Disley. Um, I think he's still there, practicing with pads. Tuesday oh yeah, practice. yeah, he is. He's just practicing, but he doesn't have a contract. <laughs> They're just he's watching just, him in his backyard. Like, I thought we got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, so they have they have Olson, they have him, and they have Jacob Hollister, who was also good for them uh, when Disley got hurt. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, number three, I got the Cardinals going nine and seven. The MVP is going to be Kyler Murray. The X Factor, as much as I hate to fucking say it, hmm. is going to be Kenyon Drake. I agree. Because he could go either way, really. He could. Um, we'll see what he can do with a full workload for an entire season. But I agree. Mason? Uh, I completely agree. Um, I think – that the X factor is gonna be Kenyon Drake because, like I said, I put him in my top ten. I think that he has the potential to be very good in that offense. Um, in the running game, if it's established, will open up stuff for Kyler Murray in the in the run as well. So, yeah. All right. Okay. And then last but not least, I have the Rams going uh, seven and nine in last place in the NFC West. Your MVP for the L.A. Rams, new look L.A. Rams, new logo and jerseys, is going to be Jared Goff. Wow. And my X Factor is going to be Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby? Tyler Higby. I got Cup as my MVP. Cam Akers as my X Factor. Because right. that could change your fantasy team and the Rams all around. Yeah, if he hits, but he could also not hit. Imagine if he just factor. steps in and he's just like Gurley and the Rams is like a system. Oh. It's uh, it's crazy. Oh, Mason? Um, yeah, I have the Rams finished in the last place. Uh, I think the uh, MVP is going to be Cooper Cup. And I think the X Factor is going to be Jared Goff. Because I think that he has a lot he has to prove. Yeah, Shit. he does. A lot the falls freak, on him. You go to the Super Bowl two years ago, and then you suck wind last year. And you're also one of the highest paid wind. quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and yet my team still can't pay their quarterback? The fuck? I don't know, man. And then I'll just do a quick preview of the NFC playoffs like I did last time. I got the 49ers. You're getting the only bye. Got the Bucks being the two seed facing the Eagles, the seventh seed. Got the Cowboys being the three seed facing the Seahawks, the sixth seed. And I got the Packers, the four seed facing the Saints, the five seed. I and I, as I'm making this, I was like, "Wow, oh, the NFC is fucking stacked." It's a bet to the AFC. Yep. Yeah. That's how it's been for a while, to be honest. Yeah, it has. Now Tom Brady just thinks he can walk into my conference and oh, take fuck. that over too. He just might. My laptop's going to die. All right, sorry, we're wrapping up anyway. Um, these past two weeks have been long ones, but they've been very informative. If you're looking for fantasy advice, I mean, that's what you got these just last two weeks. Just before your draft. Just before your draft. If you weren't looking for fantasy advice, then uh, 
I mean, and more like the entertainment aspect. These two last two podcasts weren't really for you. But we're coming back with more stuff. Next week, we got something lined up real good for you. Mason? Um, do, you remember, do you remember what we're doing next week? Yeah, I know what I'm doing. What are we doing? We're doing my punishment. Oh, we're doing that. I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the episode. What? We're, do- we're doing your punishment next week. Susie, you remember what we're doing next week? What we had said we were going to do? Is it a mock draft? Hell yeah, brother. Hmm. I'm Live that. mock draft on the Stellar Stellar podcast. Get you ready for your draft as the football season's coming. You get to hear our insane picks, why we picked this guy, why I feel good about picking that guy, why I feel bad about picking that guy. I love it. And, uh, yeah, give a little mock draft action. It's not going to be live when you listen to it, obviously, but it's going to be live for us. Mm. That's right. And then that'll bring us to, oh, my God, next week. And then the week after that is football. Almost, right? Almost. <sighs> oh, wait, no, wait, wait. One wait. week after that. We got the 27th, then the 3rd, and then the 10th. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so we'll, think about, we'll think about something to do the first week of September uh, before that kickoff comes September 10th. All Crazy. Right. Anything you guys want to add? Any comments, con- uh, questions, concerns? That's it. My computer's going to die, so we got to go. Oh, I got to yeah. go. We got we to gotta get out of here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you follow us on all the socials, um, on Twitter, on the Instagram. We're still waiting on that Snapchat, man. Sorry, I'm driving the ball. Hey, you really are. Uh, but we'll be back next week. Send in your questions. Send in your DMs. Send in your co- uh, comments. Give us some likes on Instagram, the Twitter. And we'll be back at you next week. Guys fuck out of here later wait wait <laughs> i said guys let's get the fuck out of here bye bye thank you <laughs>